Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there, and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode 111, entitled, Should We Use the Magic Email? It was published on Thursday, the 17th of January, 2019. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. And I'll be joined a little bit later by David Wormsley from davidwormsley.com, because today is a discussion episode where David and I get together and have a natter about something or other. And today, as I said, it's all about this thing called the magic email. Just before we begin, though, a couple of things to mention. Most of them are to do with links on the wpbuilds.com website. So if you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe, you'll be able to subscribe to us. We've got a whole bunch of ways of keeping in touch with you. We've got a newsletter. We use Messenger. We use Slack. And essentially all that we do is post once a week to say that we've got a podcast episode out and also we post on a Monday to say we've brought out the WordPress weekly news because we release that on a Monday as well. If you're interested in advertising on the podcast, we've got banner ads and audio inserts and things like that. Go to forward slash advertise. You'll find the link in the menu as well. And if you're interested in finding some deals on WordPress products and things like that, go to forward slash deals. If you've got something that you're pleased that you did and you're proud of, you could go to forward slash contribute and sign up there and I'll join you on a one-to-one webinar which we'll record and put out there. It could be anything at all. It might be something that you've done with WordPress. It might be something that you've done to streamline your business process, whatever you like. Let us know at contribute, forward slash contribute. And also, if you're listening to this podcast on the day it came out, which is Thursday, the 17th of January, we actually have a webinar today and you can find out about those at forward slash webinars. Today, we're talking about Laura Elizabeth's client portal plugin, which helps you create, well, create a sort of repository for things that you and your client might like to exchange and a way of communicating how far through the build process you are. But we're also going to talk Talk about something new that she's released called Project Pack as well. So that would be uh, that'll be something new that you could find out about. Anyway, forward slash webinars if you want to find out about those. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy. Learn how to build your WordPress business with free resources from experienced freelancers, consultants, and agencies. You can find it all at x.co slash wpbuilds. That's the letter x.co slash wpbuilds. And the Page Builder Framework. Do you use a page builder to create your websites? The Page Builder Framework is a mobile, responsive and lightning fast WordPress theme that works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy and other page builders. With its endless customization options in the WordPress customizer, it's the perfect fit for you or your agency. Go to wp-pagebuilderframework.com today. And we thank all of our sponsors sincerely for their support of the WP Builds podcast. Right, time to go over to David and I to have our chat about the magic email. I really hope you enjoy it. It's a little bit new to both David and I, and it's certainly very interesting. Today, Nathan and I are discussing whether we should use the magic email. Now, to be honest, we never heard of the magic email until 
actually Kyle Van Dusen mentioned it. He's from the admin bar, which is a new thing they're doing, round table stuff, live round table talks with developers. So that's quite interesting. But mm. anyway, it's him who introduced the idea of the magic email. And it's a real thing. It's for if you like bringing in sales, it's it's not for general communication with your existing clients, but it's there to close the loop. It's been taken from something called Win Without Pitching, and it's a, an amendment on some ideas that they've had. And shall I just say what the email is? It's so simple. It's, since I've not heard from you on this, I have to assume your priorities have changed. So the idea of this then, because I wasn't really clear in our little preamble chat, is that you use this uh, specifically when somebody has contacted you, has asked for something, whatever that something may be, and you've replied, and then you it just goes dead. You might even reply again, but they never get back to you. So in other words, there's a, there's a point at which you feel a little bit aggravated because you've given up some time to respond to a direct question and yet they don't get back to you. So you deploy this email, which is super vague and super short to give them a kick in the rear and make them reply to you. Yeah, the idea, I mean, they say it's very successful with, with about sort of 50% response rate. So the assumption is that people who just disappeared for good, you, you know, you wouldn't hear from them again, or maybe not for months or years, um, you're going to get a 50% response because you're calling them out on them being slightly rude in. You've helped them out with some information on a project that they want, and they've just left it there with not even a thanks. So why is it effective? What is it in, you know, like you say, 50% or something like that? What is it about the wording of this, which is so successful? Let me just recap it again. It's so short. We could probably say it a dozen times in this podcast. <laughs> Since I have not heard from you on this, I have to assume your priorities have changed. So I presume, you know, the pronoun this is whatever the project is. Mm. Um, and so why does the bit about that your priorities have changed? What, why is that so effective? Surely people are just trash this, but apparently not. I suppose it's a, a, a polite, I suppose it's a polite note in the way at the end. That doesn't sound very polite because, you know, <laughs> what you're saying is you haven't got back to me really, isn't it? That's all it's saying. Mm. And I think, you know, and it's, they say it's intentionally vague and, it, and that it works because it isn't rude itself. But in a way, it is an attempt to call out other people for being rude, not to at least acknowledge the, the work that you've put into an email before that. Mm. Um, yeah, go on. Well, I was just going to say the, the assumption that you're trying to push toward your client here mm. is that I'm assuming actually that your priorities haven't changed but I'm mm. saying that they have. And yes. So you're yes. going to you're going to assume, oh no, no, goodness, no, no, they really haven't changed. No, we still want to still want to use yes. your products and services. Good grief. How did you ever how could you possibly think that our priorities have changed? I must reply right away. Uh, that kind of thing. Yes, you that's I think you've nailed it there. That's what makes it work, isn't it? Um that so the assumption is that the recipient of this will feel uh, oh good grief, either I've I've misled them or I've uh, you know mis there's been a misunderstanding or as you say I've been tardy and completely forgotten about this right I must get on this straight away and the fact that it's short uh, 
presumably means that there's a high chance of it being read because it's ever so tiny. Do you know, this could be a subject line, let alone an email. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yes. Uh, Do you know what? I mean, I think calling people out on their priorities changed because they clearly haven't, as you're pointing out. It puts them on the defensive, isn't it? The need to say, oh, no, no, we're still still doing what we said we were going to do. Go on. No. I forgot what I was going to say, please. Okay, I was going to say, I wonder if there's a proportion of people, let's say it, it genuinely does live up to this 50% statistic. I wonder if the the 50% that do not respond, A, have definitely changed their priorities, so they've just trashed it because, yes, that's a completely correct assumption. Correct, mm-hmm. right? We'll, we can bin that. Or they, um, they feel kind of that they, they need to respond to this because their priorities haven't changed, so they must reply to it. Um, or I, I don't really know. I'm, I'm sort of unsure. Maybe they're offended by it um, and feel that they have to set the record straight. I have to say, if I was the recipient of this, I don't think I'd do anything about it. I don't think it would affect me either way. But maybe I'm in that 50% that probably uh, my inbox is too busy to filter this stuff out anyway or to take in the nuances of it all. Yeah, I did notice some said that you would get an email back that would at least say something like, well, we decided to go with someone else. So at Mm. least you would know where you are. Mm. But do you think, I mean, well, firstly, do you think there is this issue? Do you find that you get emails ignored when people are first inquiring about work, that everything goes dead? I have never seen this magic email before. So it never really occurred to me that it might be a problem. Uh, in the sense that I I just reply to what comes in, and I'm I'm pretty because I'm not super duper you know massive agency super massive busy person. I can juggle in my head what's going on, so I I know right now of what projects are going on, and I don't even have a whiteboard. I've often thought about putting a whiteboard up so that I could keep mm. track of it, but it's all in my head. Uh, and written down in various little places on various SaaS, SaaS platforms. So I know who should be replying to me, and I kind of know which email should be coming in, and I know who I've replied to. And so my process so far has been, well, John didn't reply to me, and I definitely emailed him a couple of months ago, you know, sorry, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago, whatever it might be. I'll just write him another one. And I just do that. I just write an email. And in my case... Because I get to see a lot of these people in the real world, I actually know John or Simon or Tracy or whatever it might be. So I don't really feel so bad. Um, And I also recognise that the reason they probably haven't responded is not because they're they're forgetting about me or not going to use me anymore. In most cases, it's just simply because their email looks like mine, which is a dreadful heap of utter nonsense that they don't want. Mm. You know, just full of spam and full of stuff that they can't filter out, and getting get, doing email could be a job in of itself. So no, yes. not not really a problem for me. I don't. I do think I recognise that. I mean, largely this is coming through my colleague who was dealing with this, but I, I do realise that of the lot of the people who contacted her, I would provide a lot of information for them, mm. and uh, that was it. It was dead. There was no acknowledgement or a thanks or any indication that they would just disappear. In fact, just recently, this strictly speaking isn't a new client because my colleague did the site for them and they've come on our hosting, but they've made the first contact with me Mm. to do some other project. And I also tried to save them some money because they wanted some changes being made and they would 
they would spend money on it. And I just did them a video to show them, look, you know, it may be just quicker for you to go and do it yourself and save some money. But nothing back from that. And I did feel put out. Uh, thought, okay, yeah. Yeah. And I thought this is in a way a new client. But actually I do believe that this person is a really nice person. So it just made me think, what is their perception of us as an industry that because I could never imagine that someone would take the trouble for me and mm. be not to respond in some sort of way. And I don't believe this is a, a nasty I, I'm sure this is a really nice person who ignored me. We have um we've had experiences in the past where we I've received Say we, I don't know why I said we then. I've received text messages. Uh, this is about my normal life, not about work. And and mm. I, I've kind of misunderstood the nuance of the text message and I've kind of taken it to be rude. And actually it wasn't rude at all. I just misunderstood it because of the nature of modern communication. Email can be, uh, you know, you can write something and it can be taken two ways. Also, it's so throwaway. You can write something really quickly and not expect a reply or you could write something and respect to expect a reply and in the olden days you'd obviously sign everything off with rsvp and that would mean look reply just give us a reply now, yes. now i'm not sure that's so easy so for example if you send your video the common courtesy in the real world if you were facing that person and and you provided them with a gift. You actually put something in their hand and said, look, this is for you. Without a shadow of a doubt, they would say thank you. But mm. I wonder in the modern world whether is it being lost? Is that whole requirement to spend time replying to email? Is it just, oh, right, I've got that information. I've understood what the what the necessary points were. I'll just click delete now. Because I don't know about you. I don't know about you. Have you ever had an email thread when you literally just kept saying thank you at the end? So you, you'd get an email and it would say thanks to the small email that you wrote. And so you don't know at that point, okay, right, they've said thanks. Shall I write a one-word email back saying thanks for them saying thanks? Or do I just stop it here? In which case, is it rude that I didn't say thanks for their thanks? <laughs> or is it just getting ridiculous? And so this is this I think plays a little bit into this conversation. You know, just because people don't reply to you, maybe that's just the modern metaphor for the for the communication structure that we have. I've received something. It's a text based email. It took moments to write. Uh, I've got what I need. Right, let's move on. I don't necessarily have to reply. Whereas in the real world, in conversation, undoubtedly you would reply. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I, it was really a marked difference for me because emails, I pretty much always re reply to any emails. And so did all of my colleagues in my work situation. Mm. As soon as I moved out of the work situation into this web development one and, and via my colleague, I realized that things weren't the same. Everybody replied. So it, I know we were all employed in the same organization, but somebody coming from an outside body who you could technically ignore, we never did. Mm. So it, it surprised me moving in. And maybe it is the modern world. Maybe it's just different. I just wonder whether we get ignored. So maybe my video that was ignored was just way too technical mm. and, they're, and they don't want to get into a conversation with me about that kind of stuff because yes. it worries them. Yes. That could be the reason. Or that they're entirely happy with the response that you gave, and that's put that on the back burner. You know, you yeah. gave you, you. We have no need for you right now. We've got everything we want, so that's the end of that for a bit. And when we need you, we'll we'll come back to you. The other thing, of course, about this particular email is that it feels 
to me at least anyway, it feels a bit autoresponder um, in that it feels like there's not a lot of love in there and it feels like it's just a copy-paste exercise. So on that in that regard, I'm not sure how I would receive it. But also, if I receive two or three of these over the next year, if this magic email thing, I don't know how old this idea is, but if people literally copy and paste that exact email with that exact text and it starts to go around and our inboxes get inundated with that exact email, you're not going to take it even seriously, are you? You're just going to think, oh, God, you know, just copy, know. copy paste. Why, why bother? And people have been softening that email. And there's a, an article we were looking at, which is uh, forget that magic email. Try the uh, these follow-up email alternatives instead, which are exactly the same, but they've they've softened it with things like you know, wish you both the best, thanks at the end, or or good luck in your wedding planning project or whatever, you know, to make it a little bit more human. Mm. Do you think? Do you think that might kind of ruin? The, the point of the email isn't it to be a bit isn't being curt the way of trying to um move someone to realize that they perhaps were rude not responding i think it absolutely is but i also think there's something about me that i couldn't send it without the a little bit tagged on the end just to soften it a bit <laughs> yeah. and i think it is possible to soften it in such a way that you st- still i don't know you Polite, is that the right word? Probably not. But that it comes across as a little bit more polite and a little bit less, like I say, auto-responder or copy-paste. But you're right. If you, for example, I was thinking that maybe I'd attach onto the end of it. So since I have not heard from you on this, I have to assume your priorities have changed. And then I thought maybe I'd add, uh, we'll be here when you need us. And then you pointed out, actually, that really is, that's that's completely obliviating the point of it, which is to say, we are your lackeys and servants. Just respond whenever you like. And I, then I thought, oh, yeah, that's a good point. I'm... I've got to rethink that. But just saying something like best wishes, that's yes. that's not doing any harm, is it? You're not you're not softening it in such a way. No. No. Do you think you would ever use it? This one, no. But I again this this conversation has prompted me to think about this. I'm really lucky. I, I must be, in that genuinely my clients, I get that problem of when do we finish the email with the thanks. You know, how, how many of those can I send? An example, I'm looking at my inbox now. This morning, I've had various conversations with various clients, some prospective, some not, some existing clients. And for every single one of them, I've had responses which simply say, thanks or thank you, or that's great. And mm. and what what that's, that's great. It's ideal. That's exactly how I want yes. it. So I've not had to deploy this. And in all honesty, I'm wondering if I did have to deploy it, I'm, I'm busy enough. I think we all know that David and I don't really have aspirations to be agencies or terribly busy, just busy enough. That's good. Mm. And so I, I am busy enough. So I don't necessarily want a ton of new, new work. And if somebody isn't willing to respond to my email, I'm thinking, Maybe, maybe you're not. Maybe you're not my client anyway. Yeah, do you know what? I I agree, and I think I see the value in it, and I could imagine maybe softening it slightly or just changing it. I I would use it, but I think I would only use it to if I felt I needed to get the work in now, like you're saying. Mm. But I also think that 
a little suspicion over this because you couldn't possibly test this. What I've noticed, and again, it's due to my colleague, is that we have put in time to get ignored before. But with the years working together, these pe- nearly all of these people have come back, even if it's years later, for the job. So I'm wondering if I sent that curt email too soon, whether I might be losing the overall work that might come to me, even if I might get it the I might get some of it earlier. <laughs> yes. I might lose more of it long term. Yeah, we've I'm sure that anybody that's been in this game for a lengthy period of time has had that exact problem. Well, not a problem, yeah. that that situation where you suddenly two years later receive an email from somebody that was absolutely off the radar. Uh, and they've come back and said, yeah, let's move ahead with this now. And you can't even remember what it is that you might be going ahead with because it was so long and you have to dredge through. I do that from time to time. I get that and have to actually use the search feature in Google Apps and Google, you know, the Google email client and figure out, okay, what's your surname? Who who are you? And then go back and read the threads. So I don't know. I would say that if this, if you, if you made this email any more rude than it already is, I mean, it's not that rude. But if you made it even more rude, then yes, you're going to put people off and they'll forget about you. Yes, I, I think that's the thing. <laughs> it would be dreadful, wouldn't it, if you got a return back or something, just saying I'm res- responding for the person you emailed, and just to say that they've died. yeah that's a whole different subject altogether isn't it yeah so it i would absolutely i have not had to deploy this email i've never heard of it before but i think i would definitely soften it to be honest with you my time is not so precious that i cannot afford the time to sit down and and come up with an email of one or two lines ad hoc per person i'm a i'm not a great typer but I, I can type that and I can type that sentence in under 30 seconds. And so I could happily write an email that's a bit more unique than that. But I guess, you know, if time really is of, of the essence and you, you don't want to mention their name and you don't want to talk about their project and you simply want to get a response. Yeah. Why not use it? Yeah, I think, do you know what, maybe it's not for us, really. Perhaps, you know, when it's bigger agencies where they might get clients just asking, you know, they're, they're going around all the agencies. I, in, our, in my case, really, it's unlikely that they're going to go to somewhere else because they've just, you know, my connections are through somebody who's in that community, mm. so the, who they trust. So they're very unlikely to go and shop around through the agencies, they're more likely to come back to you over and over when they're ready for it. Mm. So maybe, maybe this works better if you're an agency and you you get the impression that this person is shopping around, that it might work under those circumstances. Well, there's a good point. So rather than it being me and rather than it being you managing this mm. whole thing and having it in your head, there's a team of six people in mm. your organization all trying to onboard clients at the same time. And that stuff is just amazingly hard to manage then having this as a point and click canned response yeah that might be really effective because not everybody can afford the time to read through the 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 email list uh to work out what what status we're at and this covers everything because of its absolute vagueness yeah the worst of this is i've never heard of this until last week and due to Kyle and uh, it seems to be a big thing that everybody knows about there's always going to be stuff like that isn't there you know the the magic mm. email or whatever it might be 
But I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think my, for me, the, the, the whole point is to not be in all communication, not, not to be offensive, not to upset the apple cart, certainly not to poison the, the, the well so that these people won't come back because you've been a little bit on the blunt side. And I think that there is a possibility, despite the fact that this isn't overtly rude. I think there's enough. There's, there's enough. This is going to sound a really weird, weird sentence. There's enough lack of attention to detail um, mm. and personality in it that you might, somebody might think, oh, that really is autoresponder. Right, gone on your bike, son. Um, yeah. And because my time isn't that much of a r- scarce resource, well, just write the thing yourself. Absolutely just write it yourself and do it that way. I fear that this is the way everything kind of is going, you know, that... We've got so many, so many excuses to automate absolutely everything and to reduce the time wasted on absolutely everything. Sometimes I wonder if we lose sight of this stuff. Mm. And it might be the exact opposite email where you are overtly friendly. And look, it would be really great, you know, after our conversation the other day, um, we haven't heard back from you. It's been a couple of weeks. I'm just reaching out. You know, I realize you're really busy, but would it be possible if we could organize a phone call for next week? That, that, that yeah. for me would get well, that would get me every time because I thought I'd yeah. think well what a, what a nice person you are having named me and spoken about the conversation that we had and you know even saying things like lovely to chat last week or whatever it just takes no time and I fear that in life we're moving towards automating all the things and reducing the amount of time in all the things and just wonder if we're losing something along the way. I think that's brilliant, Nathan. I think you've just nailed that. I think that's right. And also, I mean, we're kind of, it's a service that we're running and we're, I think, trying to inject our personalities into that service as well. So, you know, maybe going scripted is not a good idea and, and coming at it from the other angle completely. I think it's great. I love that. Well, I, I just see, I mean, I'm a part of multiple Facebook groups and a lot of them are about SaaS products and what have you. And mm. it just sort of feels to me that we're in this era of the internet where suddenly it's become entirely possible to automate all the things so the automated mm. chatbot and the automated email sequence and the autom- and this is new you know nobody's lived through this before but but it's now beginning and i'm becoming a little bit weary of opening emails that clearly you know <laughs> clearly weren't written for me and so stepping out of that um, and receiving something which is absolutely written for me. It's like it's like the joy of getting a letter. I really like it when somebody writes me a letter. I actually, you know, everything gets put down when yes. I get a letter which has got writing, actual handwriting on the front, and it all gets put down. Everything that I'm doing stops, and I read that letter as a matter of priority, and that sort of stuff is disappearing. I remember WP Elevation had that as a, as a nice little thing when you joined up. They mm. sent you a letter, and I remember yeah. scrutinising it quite closely, thinking, "Is this just really well printed, so that it <laughs> looks like handwriting, or is it actually handwriting?" And I took because I thought, "Who would do this? Who would write a letter?" And then I felt on the back of it, and it actually somebody had written with a pen because you know you could feel the the imprint mm. on the back. And I thought, "Boy, that's that's great." Yes. Um, so yes, I think I won't. De- I won't be deploying this, despite the fact that it'll save me a load of time. It'll probably work. I'd still rather have humanity in my communications because that's what I like to receive. 
Lovely. Oh, that was brilliant. Is it just that we don't believe in magic anymore? There is no magic in this, though, is there? Are we saying that? Are we saying that fifty percent is magic? I bet you I can beat fifty percent with being with being nice and honest and writing a response. What I can't do is beat the time that takes. No yeah. way. I cannot beat them on time. That's they're going to win every time because that's a load quicker. But I bet I can improve on fifty percent. Yeah. Oh, I've just said that. That sounds really fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't prove that. I've got absolutely no metrics to prove it. But maybe there's a conversation to be had here about whether or not you listeners to this podcast, which would you rather have? Would you rather have this cute little thing, which in some way tweaked some neuron, which was like I'm a little bit annoyed by that, or oh my goodness, or would you rather read a nice? personalised thing which doesn't need to be too much longer I know what I'd rather have yeah I, I want I want your response Nathan yes there I want we that go to come to me there this you go make me happy yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm, well I think so just one more thing to add into this I, I, I would assume to to stir this pot up a little bit more that the reason that people are not replying is I I don't think it's because they don't wish to reply I think it's that we're all too busy that email is an absolute mess. My email inbox is just a complete disaster. My my process with email is right-click, delete, right-click, delete, right-click, delete. I do that every morning for 10 minutes, just trash that somehow gets in. So I'm, you know, the, the, the obstacles are there to, to getting these emails. It might have ended up in spam. I've got too many things to do. And it's not, it genuinely isn't me being offensive if I don't reply. It's just me not having the time. Um, so I think we've got to forgive people a little bit as well and not get too shirty. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, there's always the phone. <laughs> just pick the phone up and call them. And I bet you'll get a lot more done in a two-second phone call than you will with an email that might drift into the ether and never be read. Yeah. yeah. I, one thing I never thought about, but I'm assuming that this is a reply to an email that you've already had, else it doesn't work, because there's no subject line for this, is there? No, no. Yeah, what's that about? What? Because oh. I, I open emails based upon subject line, largely. Yes. Actually, sender, you know, if it's um, some obvious spammy sender then i'll right click and say this is spam um and if it's somebody that i know i've read stuff before and i'm just on their autoresponder but i want to stay on their autoresponder right click delete but if it's if it doesn't have a subject line at all it's very unlikely i'm going to oh yeah i wonder what we're supposed to do with that don't know the magic email mm, not so much i don't know kyle come back and tell us why we're wrong <laughs> um, because clearly we haven't understood this very well or we're not implementing things or we're just simply not busy enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's really what it is. Are we done then? We're done. Great, great. Right. Thanks for listening. That was an interesting one. Uh, I will I will sign off in the usual way by saying thanks for listening to the WP Builds podcast. If you go over to wpbuilds.com, there's a menu at the top, as as on most websites, nothing revolutionary there. Uh, go and click on the links. We like it when you click on the links beneath the podcast player because one of them is the iTunes one and we can we can bump our iTunes rating, which which is very effective, apparently. I don't study this stuff, but apparently that's really good. And then we've got webinars coming up on the webinars tab and we've got deals where you can get deals, money off 
various WordPress products. And we've got a whole load of giveaways as well. But uh, yeah, great. Uh, I will if fade they don't in. do that. What's we'll that? Assume, if they don't do that, we'll assume that their priorities have changed. Yeah, if, if we don't hear from you, um, we'll assume absolutely that your priorities have changed. And frankly, you know, uh, <laughs> you, well, I don't know what to say. Just get, get go away. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week on the WP Builds podcast when you come back again. So uh, my name is Nathan Wrigley. And I'm David Wansley. Take it easy. Okay, great. I hope you enjoyed the chat about the magic email. Perhaps you can deploy that at some point in your business. It's certainly very interesting. Either way, it's a success, isn't it? If it fails and nobody replies, you know what you're doing. If somebody replies, you know what you're doing. It's great. Wonderful stuff. I hope you enjoyed it. The WP Builds podcast was sponsored today by GoDaddy. GoDaddy Pro is teaming up with web industry experts to bring you practical, real-world advice and guidance. Build your WordPress business with their free guides, articles, and tutorials at x.co slash wpbuilds. That's the letter x.co slash wpbuilds. And we thank GoDaddy for their support of the WP Builds podcast. Right, as I said at the beginning, if you get this podcast and listen to it today, Thursday the 17th of January 2019, why not go to wpbills.com forward slash webinars and sign up for the client portal webinar tonight. And if not, hopefully we'll see you again on Monday morning for the WP Builds WordPress weekly news, which we put out. And if we don't catch you there, maybe we'll see you here next week. Either way, I hope you have a nice week and bye bye for now.